The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. I was in complete doubt of the fact that I was born for any kind of reason or any kind of purpose because, you know, how could, how could a loving God, you know, forget to put arms on me? Coming up, in 1994, George Dennehy nearly died in a Romanian orphanage because he was born without arms. Now he shares God's love through music. trouble believing in, in miracles, well, you're going to see one. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I welcome you to life today. Now, we're going to, we're going to try to track back in our minds uh, to when we went to Romania. Interestingly, uh, you know, we started doing the missions years ago, but one of the things that moved me was the revolution in Romania, and that was a result of prayer. And I actually stood in a Bible conference. I think there were probably 13,000 people there, and I announced that God just moved on my heart in a very special way. And we end up in Romania. And we were actually there rescuing children and getting kids out of the sewers and giving them homes and building orphanages. We took in hundreds of thousands of syringes to stop the AIDS outbreak where they were using the same needles over and over for those kids. Well, we've got a, a Romanian child uh, that was born without arms, which was not a, a good thing in Romania because that basically meant, for many, that, that meant you were kind of not a, necessarily a throwaway, but a giveaway. And this incredible young man found his way into a, an adoptive home here in America where they've adopted a lot of kids. Remarkable family. And uh, without arms, he can play the guitar, other musical instruments, and he sings, and he's here, and he's with us. Would you welcome George Denny to life today? <laughs> well, George, I can't shake your hand. I know you very you go. You shake your foot. That's it. And we actually have been out to have a meal with George, and he eats with his feet. Now, I mean, for moms, he gets feet off the table. In a way, he's going to do that. But it's a remarkable story. George, we're glad to have you. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's, a, it's an honor. Tell us, tell us your journey that you recall, and tell me, you know, what happened? Did you realize that you were, in a way, maybe kind of rejected in Romania? I mean, you were there when the, after the revolution mm -hmm. and some things had gotten a little bit better, but for you, it wasn't looking good. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was born right after the revolution happened and Romania was all over the place and there was no stability. And, um, and like you said, being born, um, I say with a deformity, quote, quote, <laughs> um, <laughs> It's, it's looked upon as, as a curse, uh, as a curse by God. Mm -hmm. So basically when my, when my parents took me home from the hospital to their village, all the other villagers, they, they saw me and they saw this new baby born and um, they, they were disgusted, like absolutely disgusted because there, there's this curse in the village now. And my parents were so heartbroken by that and so hurt by the fact that their, their son was, would, would be seen as an outcast all of, all of his life if he were to stay in this country. So. Um, they had to decide to put me in an orphanage, just just praying and hoping that that there's got to be something better out there for me. There has to be, and um, you know, by the grace of God, there 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 was. And um, I was adopted when I was one and a half years old, and uh, I was adopted through Bethany Christian Services. And um, 
you know, on the on the on the picture and the description, it said I was going to die uh, pretty soon because I, I was in such horrible care. And at one and a half years old, I weighed nine pounds, mm. uh, almost dead. So you came here though, mm -hmm. and what's your parents' names? Uh, Mike and Sharon Dennehy. And they have other children. There are 12 children total in my family. <laughs> uh, nine, nine adopted and uh, three biological. My, my parents uh, joke around and they say biological kids, they call them the homemade cookies and then store-bought. The adopted. <laughs> and did they, it's a little joke. They're a wonderful couple. And yes, they, they are. Several of the children have challenges, right? Physical challenges? Yes. Yeah, so, so several, several of the children, you know, us have uh, special needs. One of my brothers also has no arms and um, my sister Hope has no arms or legs. And uh, my sister Karis um, has a, has a hand um, that that's kind of uh, deformed from from birth, from being she was uh, born in China. So. Age range of these children now, or what's the ages from now? It's ten to twenty-seven. All right, I want to say to this couple because I know you're watching. I, I, you you got to uh, I want I want to get some pictures, <laughs> but you got to look as much like Jesus as people can look, and I just want to say to you that. Just knowing about you inspires me. Uh, you have a, and I know you know it, it's something God did in your heart. But I want to thank you for releasing God in a way that few people have ever seen him and knowing him in a way that few people know him. And I just thank you for loving these children. And all you children, you're all so special. And you see, he did not overlook. God did not overlook you. All right, tell us what's happened to you now since you've been here and about coming to know the Lord because you actually had, we were picked on. Uh, tell us what that did and then what happened to you from a spiritual point of view. Yeah, well, you know, being, being born without arms and um, growing up without arms, uh, uh, it, was never, it was never easy. And for the most part, it was, it was really, really hard. Kind of, I went to a lot of uh, mostly public school, so go, going through elementary school and then and then middle school mainly was was a time when um, I started realizing that man I'm actually really different. I'm different from other kids, and and kids kind of leave me out of things, and I get picked on, and, and I get bullied, and uh, I'm never picked for any teams in gym or recess, and and girls don't want to go out on dates with me because because I can't hold their hand with my hand, and and they get uncomfortable, and 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 you know that. That really, that really affected me as as a as a kid and as a person, and um, just after about a year of that, it brought me to a really low point in my life. Um, you know, just rock bottom, I guess you could say, where where I was in complete doubt of the fact that I was born for any kind of reason or any kind of purpose. Because you know, how could how could a loving God, you know, forget to put arms on me? And and how how can my parents say God loves me just as much as anybody else? But but he left out the arms. You know, that didn't really, I didn't understand that. I grew up in a Christian home, but I never really connected with God and really understood who he really is. I just always heard it. It was just always like just hearing it. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I, I was really vulnerable to the to the enemy's attacks of, of him uh, telling me that I wasn't worth it and I was never going to amount to be anything. And it, and it brought me to a point of depression and anger and, and um, almost suicide. People actually say the things the enemy wants you to hear, and they actually verbalize them. Mm -hmm. And kids can do that. Yeah. It's unbelievable how powerful words are and how we don't seem to realize it. But they were dumping on you at school. Mm -hmm. The enemy was telling you those same things, and then they're basically verbalizing what the enemy's putting in your mind. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what happened? Because you obviously something's happened to you, because I can see it in your countenance. Mm -hmm. I know your spirit. I know what you're doing. What happened? Yeah, well, you know, after... <laughs> after 
about a year and a half of that, just just in complete darkness and complete blindness to, to everything. Um, that's when the Lord just completely changed my life and just, just I, I don't even know how to explain it, how, how he does that. He just surprises you. Um, I remember being at church specifically and I didn't want to be there. I just, I just had to be there because my parents were making me and um, it happens. And, uh, and you didn't have any arms to fight back. No. That's right. I, I was actually, I was actually drawing on the bulletin, just like coloring, whatever. Um, but then the, but then the pastor, he, he said that we're going to read from uh, John chapter nine. And I don't know why, but for some reason, when he said that, I just, I just started looking at my dad's Bible next to me, just kind of like reading along just for some reason. And uh, John chapter nine uh, basically is, is the part in the Bible where Jesus and his disciples are walking on down the path and disciples, the disciples see the, the, the blind man on the side of the road and they ask Jesus, well, Jesus, whose fault is it that this man is born blind? Like who sinned? It's gotta be somebody's fault. Like there's no way he could be born blind on purpose, you know? And um, Jesus kind of shook his head a little bit, just kind of like, you guys don't understand. And then he said, he said, it was nobody's fault that this man was born blind. It was so that the works of God could be seen mightily through him. Mm-hmm. Um, basically saying, you know, despite his circumstance, despite what he's going through and, and what he's facing, God's working in and through him in, in a big way, in, in a bigger way. And um, I really related to that because I just replaced, you know, born blind with born without arms. And then that's when God told me the truth of who he is. And, and he told me that, he was like, George, this, you're not an accident. You're not some molecular biological accident that just randomly have no, has no arms. I created you for a reason uh, because you have a purpose. And um, that's, that's when my, my whole just vision of, of life and, and who God is completely flipped around. And in a matter of seconds, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> you became a new person. Yeah. Uh, born, born from again. above. Yep. And Jesus That's says right. everybody has to be. You adopted, know what? Adopted yeah. twice. <laughs> Isn't that great? All right. Now he's given you a talent. Believe it or not, he can play a guitar. And he can sing. Would you like to hear him sing and see how he can play the guitar? I know it's worth it 
to get uh, George back over here. Here is the uh, CD, seven songs. I, I want you to know it's remarkable. I, I want to, uh, uh, could we give our, our viewers one of these CDs if we, uh, you know, bought them from you all and gave them to the people who help us drill water wells today? Well, oh, could absolutely. Could we do that? Yeah. You do, you have some. This isn't the only one. We've got, we can get some. I have a couple of these. Okay. <laughs> well, I want to believe there are going to be many people who will say, we'll help you drill water wells, and we want to send you this. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you, do you have a website if our viewers said we'd love you to come to our church mm -hmm. or come do something with us? Do you have, how would they find you? Yeah, well, you know, for the past year, I've been blessed to be able to do speaking and, and music full time, going to different churches and schools and, and just sharing sharing my story and sharing what God's done. And um, I, I do have a website and it's just georgedennehy.com. And okay. I'm also, you know, there's on Facebook and, and Twitter and, and all that stuff. But, you know. OK, well, they, they would. Now, if they ask you to come, mm -hmm. uh, do they give you a love offering or what if you go? Or do you have a fee um, if you go normally? You know, you, usually usually there's a fee. Okay. Uh, uh, for, for, for traveling because because I do this full time and also my wife too and sure. this is what she we do. She goes with you, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And does she yeah. sing too? She does. Yeah, we we, we do songs together sometimes at and churches. Pretty and soon there'll be a little one going. <laughs> yeah. So we need to get the fee. A, a we need to raise the fee a little bit. <laughs> That's all right. right. Yeah. Here's the thing I want you to understand that that uh, if there's a fee, I can, I know it'd be reasonable. But do this if you if you have them come and you can do above and beyond that, do it. You'll you'll never regret it. Bless people like this who are such a blessing. 
Uh, you know, Betty, we used to do everything by love offerings. Mm -hmm. And uh, we went to a couple of churches. They said, well, we don't have a love offering. We thought they'd, they'd take care of you down the road. And I said one time, I thought this was down the road. <laughs> <laughs> you know what really happened to us? People gave such great offerings uh, that we realized they were too big to keep. And we started trying to find a way to divide and, and begin to do things, which ultimately led us into you know, being able to help people all over the world because you're so sweet. I'm saying be, be loving to him. But there's the website. Uh, your story is just great. Your wife is precious, and I know this baby is going to be special. And, you know, we, you pray for us, George, because we do have orphanages in, in Romania. We still help children. I talked to a wonderful pastor the other day in San Antonio, Pastor Flowers, told me he stayed in one of the orphanages when they were over there working in in uh, Romania, and uh, he got to stay in one of the life centers, and what a blessing it was. Mm -hmm. So you are going to be a continual flow. Betty, when you listen to somebody, knowing that you and I were in Romania, uh, really, even while the revolution was still going on, uh, and then we've continued to work there, when you hear a story like this and see what, what goes what on What a beautiful testimony, because you are complete in Christ. He's, he's made you just like he wanted you to be because you are such a blessing to everyone that comes in contact with you. And you are, you are a ministry of the Lord, and he's going to mightily use you in the future to bless others. How old are you now, George? I'm 20. Man, you're just a, you about buried about the same age Betty and I got married. <laughs> because, uh, mm -hmm. uh, right. you know, I, I'm just proud of you. And I'm proud of your brothers so and sisters and family and this couple. And uh, I want you to know that we consider it a, a high honor to have had you here with us. And I want everybody to look at that website and pray for you. And I want you to give him an opportunity to come and bless you. And I just want to say to every one of you who feel overlooked like he did, I did, I felt that way. Uh, I know many of you do. And, and I don't know what I can say or do without being there where I could kind of reach out and, and just really get your attention. But I just, I want you to know how much God thinks of you and how much he loves you and how he wants you to experience that love. And if you could just get this, begin to express it. There's so many people who feel the way you feel or maybe, maybe more overlooked. And they try to fill the emptiness with all the wrong things. Sometimes even with religion that doesn't have the life of God. So don't miss the God that moved this couple to help children like George and others. Uh, don't miss that love. Experience it and then begin to express it. If you want someone to pray with you, phone number, there's a prayer line. I just, I checked yesterday, 2,100 people called. Isn't that amazing? A few of them called to help some people. Nearly all of them called because they said, we want God. We want somebody to care and pray with us. We'll be glad to do it. George, we're going to drill water wells. We've been doing it for years now. And we're drilling 500 this year. And I want to, I want to show you something that will move you, but please do this. Whatever you do, do not look away. Look in on the scene where you can release the life and love of God in an undeniable way that will just keep flowing and giving life. Watch closely. There are certain stories which must be told. They must be told because something must be done.
scenes which scream for intervention. The desperation that Angola's drought has created for Dominguez is one of them. But desperation is not a word which can adequately describe her circumstances. In fact, we are finding that no words can. We cannot sufficiently describe the need of Dominguez's small family. We simply must show you. You may not fully understand the nature or effects of waterborne diseases. But you probably understand that these children will not survive much longer with this as their only water. Something must be done. And we know what must be done and what can be done. Betty, when you see that beautiful little girl and then the even younger little girl kneeling down there at the last, when you see them get that water, what, what, what goes well, it on? It breaks my heart. I want to say, no, no, honey, don't do that. It's not good for you. But when that's the only source they have, that's the only place they have to go to get a drink of water, and they get thirsty. They have to have water. It just breaks my heart because I know they don't know what it's doing to their little bodies, but they will drink it until we offer them something else. And that something else is fresh, clean water that we get from drilling the wells in their areas to help them. Let's give them a choice. I'll just want to be sure, and I know you're, you would be sure too, they're going to go for the clean water. They're going to see the purity of it and want that water. So please help us. Well, these children and their families, you know, they've never even seen a well. But when they see the water come out of the ground or they see the functioning, mechanically operated well in their area, I mean, it's like, it's like a party. It's like a celebration. And uh, they know what it means. Father, I pray everyone will literally get up and go online right now or go get their bank card or their checkbook and say, I'm going to write the check. I'm going to make the gift that you put on my heart in Jesus' name. This is a very special opportunity. We're targeting 500 wells. Now, we have some gifts for you because we want to bless you, but you are literally transforming a community by expressing love. When you give more than just a cup of water in Jesus' name, you help and give a well of water. And we're going to tell them about the well of life, the water of life. We're going to show them that love, and I'm convinced they're going to receive it. Thank you for going to the phone. Thank you for going online. If you write a check, call us and tell us what you're putting in the mail or call us and tell us what you want on that bank card you use like a check. Thank you so much for doing it. Every day, millions of children are forced to make a dreadful choice, drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease, or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. 
Mission Water for Life is one of the most exciting and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, we can establish and drill 500 water wells for remote villages in over 12 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10 people. $72 will impact 15 people, and $144 will help provide fresh, clean, disease-free water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, you'll receive the brand new Free To Be Me 40-Day Devotional, where Betty shares the challenges, victories, and insights God gave her while struggling through fear and insecurity. You'll also receive Betty's book, Free To Be Me. With your gift of $100 or more, you may request Life's Inspirational Coffee Mug Set, featuring encouraging quotes and scripture to brighten your mornings for years to come. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people, or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well, and request this beautifully framed canvas print of the Forest Chapel by the painter of light, Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. This is absolutely um, horrible um, to think that this is his only source of water. Um, been sitting here for a while, watching dogs and pigs and goats sitting in this water. I mean, the smell, it's just, it's enough to take your breath away. And yet I watch child after child dip their precious little cup and drink this water. It's literally killing them but they have nothing else that they can do. This is it. We can change this for them. We could drill them a water well that will last for generations to come and produce life into their bodies. Call the number on your screen or go online and give the best gift that you can give. It will make a difference that will bring life into the lives of these children. I want to remind you as we say thank you for your help. We'll send you George's uh, CD if you'd like to have it. If you just help us, give a cup of water or a well of water and uh, be a blessing. Uh, wanted to let you know that. And again, there's his website if you'd like him to come and bless him when he comes, okay? And his wife, thank all of you for being here. Would you join us in thanks to George? Bless you, I know you picture give me a foot shake again and you say thank you. Are you amazing? And God is great, and we want to thank you for helping us love so many people that feel overwhelmed. Thanks for the time. Regardless of your net worth, estate planning benefits you and your family before and after death and results in peace of mind. As a free service to our friends and partners, Life Planning Services, a ministry of Life Outreach International, can help with your estate planning needs and chart your financial future. Don't put off this important step to peace of mind through better planning. Contact Life Planning Services today. 
tomorrow, Beth Moore explains the power of God's grace in our lives. Grace is not our permission to stay, it's our power to go. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.